0: Cassistry <laughs> 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 Why are you saying it like that? I don't know That's how, the, that's how Siri said it <laughs> I, That's the only way I know how to say it so... Love
1: begins at home Love begins at home Your mamas and your papas And your brothers and your sisters And your neighbors too Love Hello everyone, welcome back to Love Begins at Home. We are continuing our discussion on Lent and today we're going to talk more about prayer and fasting and how that relates to where we are in this Lenten journey. But before we begin, um, I'd like to invite you all to prayer. So I'm going to ask my buddy Jorge to lead us. Jorge, if you will.
2: Yes, of course. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, um, we thank you. We thank you for this season of Lent. We thank you for being with us. Thank you for confirming that we are uh, your children, that even in the midst of this desert, you are with us, uh, that you love us, that um, you guide us through these 40, 40 days. Uh, into your resurrection, into this happy Easter, um, please keep continue giving us strength to finish this season, um, to succeed on 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 our fasting and all the uh, commitments that we have done in this uh, this season, and and bless everyone who's listening to this episode right now. bless us too in the name of the father the son the holy spirit amen
1: amen Amen. thank you jorge so as we talk about and think about prayer and fasting those are two of the pillars of um of of lent and how we um, get through this journey but more importantly when we speak on prayer and fasting together Um, These things go hand in hand and they are very powerful, especially when we're, um, talking about, you know, getting rid of those things in our life that are keeping us from God. Um, and so today we're going to speak on prayer as a reattachment to God, and we're going to be talking about how fasting is a detachment from the world. So Bible Brad, if you would, um. Kind of give us a little bit more insight as to what that means. This was uh, something that you had revealed to Jorge and I, and it's a very awesome way of thinking about it. So, give us a little bit more detail.
0: Sure, the idea is time. That's our most valuable asset. A lot of, a lot of it. You know, how many times do we say, "I just don't have enough time in the day to get these things done," or "I would pray, but I don't have enough time." Or, uh, you know, it, time is, is really hard to manage at times. Time. I'm going to say it again. Time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the idea is the detachment, that fasting part, is we're taking something, we're removing something. So hopefully that will open up some something else in our schedule. So we've set apart time. But then we have to fill that with time with God. So the fasting removes something that we are attached to so we begin to detach from that and then we add the prayer in there so we reattach ourselves to god because we uh, i mentioned the in the last episode kind of this image of, of a sheep right and sheep always need guidance they always need something so we 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 are going to attach ourselves to something that's just in our nature we we like things we find comfort in things so are we finding fulfillment and comfort in the things of the world or are we finding it in god and prayer helps us to find that fulfillment that comfort in god that quenching of that spiritual thirst Mm. if we just have the fasting without the prayer then that's not fasting that's a diet (laughs) (laughs) so so we have to make sure that we add prayer because prayer is very key in fasting
1: Mm. um it's very powerful too when you pray and fast together um You know, this is this is one thing, one of the things that we see in Scripture is how to uh, be rid of the evil uh, to to expel demons from from people yes yeah there's that story
0: in the gospels where Mm -hmm. the uh the disciples are trying to cast out this demon of this boy and jesus comes up and and goes oh you have little faith you you faithless generation how much (laughs) how much longer must i be among you and he casts out the demon and then the disciples are like lord like why couldn't we do it and he's like ah some demons can't be cast out except for prayer and fasting Mm -hmm. you know and so that it's part of for lack of a better term, it's an exorcism. Mm -hmm. We're exercising the things that have taken over our soul, that have put false gods in our life. And so the prayer and the fasting exercise those things Mm -hmm. so that we can remember that first commandment to have no other gods but our God.
1: Yeah, so teens out there, if you've been fasting from your phones, have you been feeling a little, you know, Uh, jittery and little detox going on in your life, (laughs) you know, you know, praying and fasting on this uh, can be very helpful to you. So, um, you know, fasting from the phone, great. We commend you. But have you been really reflecting on and have you been taking that challenge on, you know, uh, being in silence and letting God speak to you and looking into yourself as to where you can also let up, Let go of other things, but fill that time, as Brad is saying, with the ways of God, with God.
0: And you're going to need that time if you want to commit yourselves to six weeks of fasting, Mm. the season of Lent. Without that time in prayer, you really have no defenses against the temptation of the evil one. Because it will come. You have probably have experienced that already. You know, can I cheat here? Can I you know, have a little bit of this here? Can I just pull my phone out for just this one thing? I just want to keep my snap streak going you know, all <laughs> day. Whatever. That's right. I don't know if that's still a thing that used to. I the remember teams at yeah, St. Mark were really those. concerned about their snap streak mm-hmm. a couple years ago before mm-hmm. COVID. So, uh, but anyway, the, there is going to be that temptation because the reality is we are at war, there is a battle going on for our soul. God is fighting and we see just his relentless love coming after us, but also it's Satan, the enemy, also wants us. Not because he wants to possess us, but because he doesn't want us to be with God, because Mm -hmm. he hates God so much. Mm. And since he knows that God loves us so much, he pursues us in order to hurt God, and is continuing to call out to us and try to keep us away from God. And that can be through sin, but sometimes he can't tempt us to sin. But what uh, there's a saying out there is like, if if the devil can't tempt you to sin, he'll keep you distracted. Mm-hmm. And that's why prayer is so vital. So even if we are not sinning, we're we're continuing to uh, stay away from mortal sin. But if we're distracted, we're not growing in virtue. There's there's no mm-hmm. growth there. So that that prayer is absolutely vital. Mm-hmm.
1: And one of the best ways that we can take on prayer in uh, this Lenten season is praying the stations of the cross. Oh Lord, what an amazing prayer. What an amazing journey it is to pray those stations. Um, we mentioned last episode that, um, you know, we die to ourselves and there's that suffering that is, is being taken on by us during this journey of Lent. But it's not just typical suffering, it's redemptive suffering, right? Um, but when we reflect on the suffering of Christ through the prayer of the stations of the cross we acknowledge that the suffering that he went through is something that we can uh, cling on to something that we can uh, we can connect our own suffering with Christ's suffering on the cross um, and so this allows us to grow in those areas where we would not be so so strong uh, in in our lives where We do struggle. Um, You know, Lord, this is a cross for me. I'm really struggling right now with this. I'm trying to give it up, but it's really being heavy on me, and how how can I suffer through that? And the best way to do that is a way of prayer through the station of the cross. So um, a a great thing for us here at ICC, um, on Fridays during Lent, uh, there's usually a mass, and there's usually um stations of the cross afterwards for the community that's there and then we get to have a fish fry which is yum- super yummy yeah but that's that's another thing right <laughs> but but the entering into mass and then reflecting on that redemptive suffering and the suffering of Christ through the stations of the cross is uh, something that me and my family were doing uh before you know covid came about um and We look forward to doing it again once it's back in session. So um, if you can't pray the Stations of the Cross at a church or with your community, um, it's always something you can do at home, um, and we encourage you to do that. So uh, if that's something you haven't been familiar with doing in the past, maybe that's something you could take on as a family during this Lenten season to pray the Stations.
0: Yeah, and it really helps reflect on that verse that Jesus kind of talks about the cost of discipleship, the cost of following him. He says, if anybody wants to follow me, uh, he must deny himself and pick up his cross daily Mm -hmm. and come after me. And seeing Jesus do that and model that for us helps us, as you said, to look at those crosses in our own lives. Where are we struggling? What crosses do we have? And like Jesus, how can we use that for a specific intention, so I, that that also really helps too. So with fasting and prayer, if we do it for ourselves, like that, that's good. Like we we want to build our relationship with God, but it becomes even more powerful when we begin using our suffering to pray for somebody else, as Jesus used his suffering for somebody else, and the Stations of the Cross help us to remember that that it's not just about us as the body of Christ. We pray for each other as well
2: i want to say that uh, we are commonly referred to fasting uh, as fasting as food right and um, of course that help us and all, i guess all types of fa- all types of fasting helps us and um, to get closer to god but also to strengthen our will you know uh, our own uh, will uh, so if if we are able to say okay I'm not gonna have any uh, I don't know any any food on Friday or any meat or any ice cream or whatever any snacks you know um, we're kind of like kind of like strengthen strengthen our, our our will like Karate Kid uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know you maybe he. Um, the guy that the kid didn't see it no one whenever he was cleaning or doing all this all the kind of stuff but whenever he encountered like all these fighters he you know he knew or he realized that all this training actually prepared them for the big fight you know and it's kind of like the purpose also for fasting you know all these little small of fasting fasting for my phone fasting for my whatever it's actually preparing and helping you to get stronger to deeper, uh, I guess, deeper, uh, temptations or attachments that you can have. So when the time comes, you can actually say, no, I'm not going to fall, uh, scene on this one, you know, mm-hmm. but because you have already been kind of like practicing your, your will with all these things. And one more thing I want to say is that, uh last December, or I, I think it was November, um, I just, I remember Father Jason saying that he, the best, his favorite part of the Mass or why he's the greatest, it was because he likes to offer it for his friends or his people or his community. I'm sorry. So I was like, well, what can I do myself to do kind of like a big gesture for my friends? So I started doing the intermittent, intermittent intermittent fasting yeah intermittent fasting and i was like i'm gonna daily i'm gonna offer this fasting for someone else and and of course in you know privately i will text him hey uh, i just want you to know that i'm fasting today for you for this specifically uh intention of yourself for your marriage for your
1: um why haven't i gotten a text Jorge? hey
0: yeah, Jorge, I haven't gotten a text either. What's up with that? <laughs> oh, well. It's just because he doesn't fast very often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs>
2: well, I, I fast for you guys, of course. Oh, I just you. I just never told so touched. you touched. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I mean that's that it's kind of like to what you said about that fasting is not only for us but also to pray for others, kinda like intercession prayer.
1: <laughs> that's true. Thanks for sharing that, Jorge. Sorry, man. I'm I'm just busting your chops. You know I love you, buddy boy. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, going along with these stories that we like to share sometimes here on this podcast, um, I wanted to open up this mic right here for some time for Brad to share a story because uh, he has a really neat story about um, a Lenten season that he experienced uh, with, with something... In regards to, oh, yes, you know, giving yes. giving up something very important that we as people need probably.
0: Your hair, I, <laughs> your hair, not my hair. Yeah. Uh, that would so have been is, easier. It's pretty
1: extreme, as to what he did. Yes, so.
0: one one lint. I I gave up my shoes. Mm. So, to who? <laughs> to who? <Yeah>. Nobody. <laughs> they they were sitting in my closet, mm. and it was. I remember being on a retreat, and we were out in Glen Rose. Texas and there was a river that we had to cross in order to kind of go up this this cliff and I didn't want to get my shoes wet so I took them off and then when I crossed to the other side of the river, like, well now my feet are wet, I don't want to put my shoes back on and so I just climbed the path barefoot but it was sheer rock (laughs) and Mm. it was terrible I hated it but I had the thought of you know, maybe this, this was kind of the terrain that the disciples had to walk when they were sent out. And later that day, I was reading Luke chapter 10. And in Luke chapter 10, Jesus sends out 72 disciples. This is the parable where he uh, the, the point in the gospels where he says, uh, you know, go out and greet nobody along the way. It says, take no handbag, take no extra staff, take no money. Uh, the translation I said, uh, said go barefoot. But most translations say, Take no extra pair of sandals. So I was reflecting on that and how the disciples go out and they're supposed to, you know, evangelize and cast out demons and things like that. And this is where it says, you know, pick up the, wipe the dust off your feet if this town rejects you and go into the next town. So I thought, this might be a good Linton Linton fast because at the end of the chapter, the seventy-two come back and they're like, Lord, you have no idea, like you, it's a, it's incredible. You know, we cast out demons, we healed the sick in your name. And Jesus kind of goes, yeah, I told you that would happen. (laughs) But he says, don't rejoice because the demons are subject to your name. He says, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Mm. And I thought, that's really powerful. What could I do that would make me remember this passage? Because I didn't want to have the power. Like I didn't want this power of casting out demons and stuff. I, I wanted to rejoice because... Hopefully, I wanted my name to be written in heaven. So I thought maybe I just go without shoes. Didn't really think all the way through it. (laughs) uh, February rolls around, and this was right after that deep freeze. Not the one that we had a couple years ago, but like 2013. It was ice all the time for five days. So I was going without shoes, and it's 30 degrees outside. And I I always took flip-flops with me just in case somebody asked me to put shoes on. So I wanted to be respectful of the establishment wherever I went and not be prideful but like no this is my living fast like you take your shoes off you know <laughs> But <laughs> <laughs> so I I always I held flip-flops with me but here's some Dr. Thunder <laughs> Dr. Thunder <laughs> And so I I I would I would do that and I walked everywhere I'd walk to class I'd I'd go to class without shoes I even started barefoot running oh. at the time and that was really tough because mm. all the acorns were on the ground and oh man, my feet got tore up wow. at the end of every day. It was really disgusting. My, <laughs> room, my roommates got onto me because I would wash my feet in the sink and they were just black. Oh <laughs> wow. Yeah. And they're, they're like, dude, go do it outside. And I said, I can't like the it's frozen. Like the pipes are frozen outside. I can I can't do it outside. So I had to wash my feet every day because they were just they're black. And I remember, I had a friend that I went to church with and she was a writer for the student paper and she said I would like to do an interview with you on you not wearing shoes. And at first I was really reluctant. I said, "No, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to put it out there. I don't want to be seen as this really prideful person that is, "Hey, look at me. Look what I gave up and look what I can do." So at first I told her no, but I talked to my roommates about it. I called my grandfather and they both said the same thing. They said, this is an opportunity to really highlight the importance of self-denial and carrying that cross. They said, you should do it. So I called my friend back and I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. So you can actually, if you Google my name and put TCU, you can find the article still. <laughs> it's still out there. But... Uh, and I look a lot skinnier in the picture mm. <laughs> so, uh, But it was, it was a really cool lint Because I really understood the value of what I take for granted Which was having comfort on mm-hmm. my feet every day And kind of remembering that every step I took was hard mm-hmm. Because my feet were hurting They were, they were sore They were cut up and it was a constant reminder of Christ's suffering, so I even made a point that Lent to try to go to daily mass as well, and so trying to add that prayer in there. So it was it was a really good Lent, and uh, don't think I'll do it again anytime soon. But <laughs> it's that's kind of an extreme example, but it was a really good thing for me because it was tough at first, and I was tempted a lot just to you know put something back on. In fact, I worked for the. The athletic, um, TCU athletics, and I was part of the grounds crew for baseball, and I had to run out and drag the the drag to do the infield and the dirt and stuff. So, uh, they made me put shoes on for that. But as soon as I came off, I take my shoes off, and you know I was out there for hours and you know thirty degree weather, and so my feet were cold, they were really cold. But the only reason I was able to do it was because of God's grace. I had to constantly Rem- call on him, yeah, right? recall on that grace and remind myself that I wasn't doing it for me. I wasn't doing it just to prove something to myself. I had I was doing it because I I wanted to love God more and I wanted to be a witness and even more self giving of the people in my life. And I actually met a lot of people through that. And in fact, one of one of my good friends I met coming back from the gym in twenty one degree weather. And she's walking up to the gym and she says aren't your feet cold? I go, a little. <laughs> and, but I found out later that she actually attended mass and she went back to mass because of a conversation that I had with her. And mm. I said, yeah, I'm just doing it for Lent. You know, uh, I'm Catholic. She's like, oh, I'm Catholic too. I'm like, great. You know, like mass is at, you know, five mm-hmm. o'clock in the ballroom. And so she came to mass and we became really good friends after that. So wow. it was great to see the Lord actually used my fasting mm. for ways that I didn't even intend. And that's really the beauty of what Lent can do, is that we become instruments of God in his hand.
1: Wow, that's a really great story. Thanks for sharing, Brad. I mean, my feet are freezing right now with shoes on. I can't even <laughs> yeah, imagine mine too. Like, trying to do that with how cold it is right now. Yes. Um, do you so, get
2: uh, sick often? After? You know,
0: it's weird. I didn't get sick at all. It, it, was the, it was the weirdest thing. I really didn't get sick. Actually, I got sick... Well, once I put my shoes back on during the Easter season, <laughs> Easter season, I remember I was sick during finals week.
1: <laughs> it's funny how that works. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, but what we can learn from all of these things, um, you know, fasting shouldn't be something that we should take honest to thinking, well, you know, what, what can I do this Lenten season to, uh, really draw attention to myself? Like what's something that's really extreme, you know, um, really, discerning and, and looking into your own heart as to those things that can draw out the, the things that are holding you back from God, but the things that can propel you towards God, what are those things that are going to help you change that into um, getting closer with God? So, you know, a, detaching our, ourselves from those things that, that ground us, um, you know, that weigh us down, I should say. Um, those are going to be the toughest things for us to get rid of. Now, I
2: have a question. How strict should we be on our fasting? Like you said it, Mm. you know, Mm. like, why don't you take off your shoes? You know, like, (laughs) you could be like... You take off your shoes. (laughs) Yeah, you you could be like super extreme on your fasting. And and if at some point someone forced you to, you know, put on your flip flip-flops or whatever you'll yeah. be like oh man i'm failing on my fasting whatever so i mean not not talking about shoes but on my own fasting like if i'm fasting on fridays or if i'm taking my phone or whatever how strict should we should we be on on that what do you think guys
0: mm. the temptation is to fall into pride i think especially for us guys that we especially if we do something extreme like denying ourselves shoes or you know cold showers or you know whatever it may be uh or you know it's like i'm not going to eat meat at all during lent and we go Mm. to something really extreme that's fine but the temptation is going to be pride is all right i'm going to do this under my own power and nobody's going to stop me and i have to prove something to myself and uh and then we can fall into this trap of pride and sometimes even vanity if we have maybe uh, my fast is i'm going to get up in the morning and work out and then and then go pray and so we begin to see the physical changes to our body because we're actually taking care more mm-hmm. care of it more and then we can begin to that be our focus of not my relationship with god but how it's well, benefiting yeah how yeah. it's benefiting me so to answer your question jorge we have to always go back to the heart of why we're doing it and be aware of those instances where we may be tempted into pride mm-hmm. so for example Um, My wife is pregnant and pregnant women are dispensed from fasting. Uh, So I don't know if you pregnant women know that, but if you're pregnant, you're (laughs) dispensed from fasting, So uh, from from food fasting. So she doesn't fast from meat on Fridays like we do or like I do. And so I came home uh, last week and she had been talking about making chicken Alfredo all week and so she made chicken (laughs) alfredo and i walk in the door and i was like oh man something smells good hey babe what's for dinner chicken alfredo and i went oh crap (laughs) (laughs) and so i had this moment of what do i do i i can't i can't eat meat but i also love my wife and i don't want to reject what she made me i mean she she did this out of her own you know servant's heart and uh, I'd like to say I chose the right thing, <laughs> but I didn't. I just I decided to take the leftover fish that was already in there, and that she was like, "Oh, dang it! Like you can't eat meat." And I said, "That's okay. I'll have it tomorrow for lunch. Like I'm really looking forward to that." But you know, but, I was reflecting on that later and thought the better choice would have been to swallow my pride and just eat what my wife had prepared for us, and and that would have been a more wholesome. Uh, sacrifice because I was recognizing the goodness in what my wife was doing out of love for me. And so to accept that gift. uh, So that's just one instance there where we have to constantly be looking at is the heart behind it truly about my relationship with God and my relationship with other people or am I just simply trying to stick to this rule, be strict and pharisaical about it and prove something to myself.
2: Yeah, you said the word and actually that's what I wanted to say. So there's uh, you have heard the parable. Oh, I guess I'm again Bible Jorge. Uh, (laughs) You have heard the parable of the Pharisee and tax collector. Yes. You know Luke 17. Yeah. uh, Well, I guess Brad Brad, Bible Brad. (laughs) He (laughs) keeps the title. Uh, So the 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 Pharisee says, "Oh God, I I thank you that I am not not like like the rest." You know, and we can fall into those kind of like temptations. Oh God, I'm thank you because I'm. I'm super extreme on my fasting. I'm mm. fasting from meat and this and bread, and I'm only, you know, drinking water all day. Not like my friend that it's only fasting from her phone or whatever, you know? So we can, there's a temptation to always be like that whenever we encounter other people. Hey, what are you fasting of? I'm fasting from drinking Coke, whatever. Uh, so, so typical it's or so so, easy. so yeah. easy. You should look at me, I'm fasting from I don't know, my car, I walk <laughs> everywhere, you know, I don't, I don't know. So, you know, we, we tend to kind of like compare to the, other, to mm-hmm. the others and, and that can be a, uh, a temptation. Now, there's a word that I, I want to share with you. Uh, it's, it's uh, forgive me if I don't pronounce it correctly, it's casuistry. Did I say... Cash
0: Casiastry. Casiastry. <laughs> okay. So we didn't know that word. We had to look it up on... Cash registry. Yeah, Google. Google, Google. told us, Ben and I, but Jorge knew what it was, and that's how <laughs> Yeah, I, I
2: knew the word in Spanish, but yeah, so Casiastry. the word in English... cash Casiastry. Casiastry. <laughs> Casiastry. So the casuistry is the application of general principles of morality to, defin- to define and concrete cases of human activity for the purpose of determining what one ought to do or ought not to do or one may do or leave undone as one pleases. So basically uh well it says or deciding whether or deciding whether and to what extent guilt or immunity from guilt follows on an action already post cited. Something like that. Anyways, what it means is that it's uh it's kinda like questioning yourself uh, constantly like to in on to what point or what limit uh is it am I like sinning or am I breaking my fasting, like in this topic, you know, it's usually more used to towards moral or ethics, but, uh, it can be also like ver- very, used on, on, on land, like, okay, it's Friday. If I, what if I eat uh, chicken now, well, chicken is not fasting. Okay. What if I eat? Um, I don't know fish. Well, no fish is okay. What if I eat shrimp mm, shrimp? What if I eat lobster? You know, well, technically, <laughs> it's seafood, but it's expensive seafood, you know? So it's, am I, am I sinning? Am I breaking my Are fast? you Are really
0: sacrificing if
2: you're am going I out really to Red Lobster? So, yeah. You know, it's
1: kind of like... Having this gourmet seafood so dinner. It's kind of right. like
2: doing these hypothetical cases, like, just to find what it is right and what is wrong. And that shouldn't be the case, you know? That shouldn't be, like, the purpose of our fasting, like, just to find... What it is technically correct and technically not, uh, or so you said it, Brad. You know I should have eat chicken, and that's still you're you're doing your fasting because it's not specifically about the chicken, but it's about you know sacrifices and whatever. So hardest. even sacrificing of your own fasting mm. can be can be fasting, you know, uh, and and some people will think like, no, that's super liberal. I don't want to <laughs> listen to you. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it just, I, I think that again, going to the parable of the Pharisee, mm. it, we, don't, we don't want to be like that, you know, uh, just like, yes, I'm doing super extreme and you guys, oh, you're fasting from water or whatever.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> looking down at somebody. <laughs> and, oh, that's, I mean, because that's, that's it too. It's that the temptation is to be prideful, but the discipline is humility. Like, for example, I was so quick in my pride to tell you where the parable of the tax collector was, it's actually Luke 18. (laughs) And then, uh, in fact, just a side note, I was talking to one of our friends and, and she was like, oh, my gosh, I love the podcast so much. But I just have to tell you, when you were talking about St. Catherine of Siena in the episode four of uh, The Traditions, like you said that she was beheaded postpartum, not postmortem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> and, then, and I said, did I say postpartum? I said, yes. And she said, I died laughing. And I just, I turned so red when she oh, told me no. this. And then I started laughing. And I was like, that is the funniest thing. I cannot believe it. So you're, you were probably listening to it, listeners, and thinking, Wait a minute, she got pregnant and <laughs> gave birth and then beheaded her? No, I meant post mortem. <laughs> wow. And so it's even things like that where the grace of the Holy Spirit, just in those small moments, can just be like, hey, you're not as smart as you think you are, mm-hmm. or you're not as uh, holy as you think you are. Mm-hmm. And that's a gift. That's such a gift from God to be able to recognize God, you are God, and I am not. Yes. You know, I don't know what's best. And, you know, I think it's in Isaiah. That uh, it says, "Lord, your ways are not our ways, and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts."
1: Your ways,
0: and your no way. We are can bad always bad go back mind. to
2: to the verse. Uh, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Yes. So I, I mean, it's not technically like, "Oh, then I'm not gonna sacrifice anything." But it, what it should be like, above all your your fasting and all of your sacrifices. Should be mercy or uh, humility or... Right,
0: because the context behind that verse there is the Israelites were keeping the letter of the law. They were sticking to the letter of the law. So they were worshiping the way God had asked to be worshiped, but there was no heart in it. Mm -hmm. They were cutting corners. They were, uh, you know, instead of giving the first fruits, they were giving the last of their fruits. And so that's what God is really saying there. He says, I desire your heart, Mm. not just the things you do. And, they uh, were caning it up. Yeah, they were caning it up. <laughs> you know and, <laughs> and, and Father Mike said this in one of his Bible in Year Podcasts, but he says like another way to say it is God is saying, uh, you're, uh, you're worshiping the way I asked, but you are not the worshipers that I asked for. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so that really struck <laughs> me. And so, <laughs> Oh, it just struck me too. <laughs> yeah, and, and so that's that idea of that fasting is when we worship God, and give our are we just giving him our lip service are we just doing lint because that's the tradition that's what we do or are we really giving of our entire selves and entrusting ourselves giving up control to god
1: Mm. and And that's where that mercy comes in yeah and going back to our earlier episodes too brad you you had said you know true worship um requires sacrifice yeah so are we really sacrificing this Lenten season that we're on right now, or are we just playing by the rules? So if you're in that spot right now in your Lenten season where you, you have gone along with it and you've been checking your your check marks every day and like, yep, yeah, I did that, I did that. Okay, great. But are you really sacrificing? Is it really costing you something?
0: And it's never too you late know? to reassess your right. fast. Right. You know, some people think that, oh man, I had to you know, I, I, I gave up this and I was doing this and you know, it's just it's really not that hard. And it's a lot easier than I thought. Mm. Like, okay, great, then do something else. Do something else that's gonna draw you closer to God. Or maybe somebody would say, like, "Well, I, you know, I started doing this, and but then I just I gave in one time, and ah, the, all, and all is, it's it's blown. Yeah. Like, I, I'll try again next year." It's like, no, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not a it's not a mortal sin. Like, you need to, you don't need to run to confession if you've broken your fast, but just continue to rely on the grace of god persevere don't give up father i want to confess i put on my shoes <laughs> <laughs> no because I, I remember i remember as a kid uh, i gave up chocolate one year i think i was in sixth grade and my mom had absent because she made my lunch she made my lunch like through college basically <laughs> oh. and so she absent-mindedly put uh like a chocolate bar in my my lunch and so i was I took like two bites of it and then realized it. And my my friends are sitting there and I just start crying. (laughs) Oh wow! And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've sinned. Like I can't. I have I've eaten this chocolate. Like, dude, it's a chocolate bar. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. And thank thank God for one of my friends because he was Catholic too and he's just like, dude, like it's fine. Just ask God for forgiveness, throw the chocolate bar away and move on. (laughs) Wow, you know. And I and that really spoke to me and I go. Oh. Yeah, I guess that's an option too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to cry my eyes out in the middle Whoa. of the lunchroom for taking two bites of a chocolate bar. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And so there's there's always room for improvement. Like we The reality is we're not going to be perfect. And being holy isn't about being perfect. It's about persevering. Mm.
2: So you threw your food... When people are hungry, Pratt? Oh, don't give me that word. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> I'm joking. No, but that's kinda of like going back to the words tree." you know, just kinda of like
0: casuistry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just putting like trying to find the, the, the limit, the the end of, of the rule, kinda of like to apply it to everywhere. Yeah. And it's that's not the point of the rule. We never, whenever we go back to the gospel and we see Jesus um, um collecting you remember that scene of the chosen? When Jesus is coming with uh, his disciples and he starts getting seeds from from the field yes and the Pharisees and are like, like you can't eat no things. it's it's Saturday yeah. it's the day of the Lord yeah. and he's like do it you know <laughs> it's it's so it's it's kind of like go whenever you encounter these situations uh I mean I don't want you to think like you should be like liberal and say like oh yeah what would Jesus do and and yeah Jesus will do he will be super nice. He will be super. You know what I mean. But right. in these situations, like, like for example, going back to your what your story, uh, with your wife. Okay, what would Jesus do if he's sitting at the table with that? I don't know with that w- woman who, woman that prepared uh, and all this, food, her heart all it, this meal. Right? Would Jesus reject it? No, you may cheek, and how dare you? <laughs> you you know, don't love me. <laughs> you, yeah, you know. So it's kind of like, what would Jesus do in, in my place? And that's what Saint Alberto Hurtado always says: What would Jesus do in this situation? In my place, how will he react? How will he uh, show his love? So I think, uh, along with our fasting and all our, uh, yeah, all of this, that question should be really close to to, uh, to this activity.
0: And I just wanted to mention, because uh, when we talk about fasting, too, the, uh, in our tradition, Sundays is not a fasting day. That's uh, actually a solemnity. So mm. this, this comes from and the Gospels where the Pharisees, again, are accusing Jesus of like, hey, why aren't your disciples fasting? And he says, who fasts when the bridegroom Bride is with is them? Him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so on Thank Sundays, you. we celebrate the wedding feast of the Lamb. Of the Bridegroom, of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. So we are in the presence of the Bridegroom. So we do not fast on Sundays because it is a feast day. Mm-hmm. So anytime that there is a solemnity, it is a feast day. So we can break our fast right. because we are with the Bridegroom. Right.
2: Except the Eucharistic fast.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with yeah. exception yeah. of the... Continue to fast before Mass. <laughs> Just yeah, before one mass. hour.
2: And then, yeah, go and have your... Mm -hmm. good meal or whatever. Yeah,
1: so BTW, the Sundays within the Lenten season aren't part of the 40 days of Lent. They are, as Brad said, solemnities. Solemnities. That that we can uh, take joy in and feast together on those days. So, so yeah. Hope that's something new that you learned today from that conversation.
0: You may also be wondering why fish is acceptable. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not considered meat. Uh, Just a quick cultural background on that so in the er days of the early church fish was a very common commodity Mm -hmm. and meat was actually seen as a uh, a luxury or it was really for the rich so the idea of fasting from meat you were able to eat fish because that that wasn't considered a luxury Luxury. so fish is acceptable and not considered meat because Mm -hmm. because of that and, and again, like the whole idea of fasting is kind of shedding these luxuries. Uh, Jesus gives the um, the image of, you know, it's easier for somebody, a rich man to... Oh, yeah. or a, or a, it's easier to put a camel through the... Ivan a needle, needle, there it is. Than and for to, a rich man to give up his possessions. Yes, for a rich yeah. man to give up his possessions. And then he even talks about entering the city through the narrow gate. And so back in... Uh, Jerusalem, you would enter the city and there, was, there were different gates. So the wide gates were for the merchants with the camels and all of the stuff. And the narrow gate was for the travelers that had maybe just a cloak and a staff. And so Jesus is saying, like, this is how we have to enter the kingdom of heaven. We cannot take our possessions with us. So we have to enter through this narrow gate because if you tried to squeeze, you know, all of your possessions through the narrow gate, you can't. You're going to have to leave them outside the gate. So Lenting, Lent is helping us to enter through the narrow gate by shedding all of the luxuries. And it doesn't mean that it's Lent is about displeasure or, you know, like I have to I have a good Lent if I've really really suffered and I've been miserable. Like that, <laughs> that's how I know if I have a good Lent. No. It's simply about prioritizing and ordering pleasure. And so, like, for example, if you're giving up, you know, TV and you go to uh, the dentist or, you know, somewhere and TV's on and uh, kind of go into your uh, idea of, Cassistry. Why do you it like that? I don't know. That's how, the, that's how Siri said it. And I, that's the only way I know how to say it. And so, like, if you go there and just to say, no, I can't, like, turn it off. I can't watch it. But it's like, no, like, you, your heart is still in the right place. You haven't chosen to, you know, turn the TV on. If it's there, fine. You know, just, it's okay. You can enjoy it. You don't have to be so hard fast to it because you your heart's still in the right place. It's probably a channel that you don't want to watch anyway. Yeah, right, I yeah. mean, the HGTV. Like, yeah.
2: Plus, you hit a good point. Uh, whenever you said about um, how, like, the absence of of meat, the fasting of meat, actually come from. That meat was kind of like rare, medium oh rare. Uh, <laughs> okay, I made up <laughs> that joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but like, you, like fish was very common, you know. I think that's a good idea for us to uh, bring it out to a reality. What is very common in my in, you know in my in my environment maybe actually meat will be very you know very common, common right? and i'll like not have like fish will be very expensive hmm. and there's like of course there's a lot of cities that there's uh they do not um live close to to the to the sea or whatever so uh for them to actually get fish will be super expensive or hmm. or what i said before like oh well. So I guess it's Friday. I'll I'll get to eat fish. Well, I have lobster, which is super expensive. Well, I will have calamari. I don't know, whatever. You know. Uh, so you're just kind of like going the opposite of what it's the root of the of, of the fasting. So I guess one one thing to consider is to look on your reality and what is that you have it in abundance and what is that you don't have. So you can kind of like make your decisions on that mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm.
1: okay well again i appreciate this conversation i think i learned a lot more today um from the dialogue and um kind of it's going to help me to reevaluate where i am now in my linton journey and to maybe figure out okay i could sacrifice a little bit more here yeah. just stop doing that because it's really not helping me it's not benefiting me but take something on that's going to lead me close to the heart of Okay. Yeah,
0: and this. I mean, this is fun. We're having a lot of fun. And it's in the middle of Lent. It's great. You know, like Jesus <laughs> Jesus says, when you fast, like that's the other thing. It's, we're expected to fast. Yeah. Jesus says, when you fast, not if you fast. When. when you fast, don't put sackcloth on your head. Don't put ash on your head. Don't wear sackcloth. Like go to your upper room and pray in secret. And your heavenly father who sees everything will reward you. He says, the people who go out there and they are very flashy and they say, look at me. Look how I'm, you know, fasting. He says, they've received the reward, but you... You do it in private and you will receive great reward in heaven. Mm, and amen. so it's like, like Lent doesn't have to be this terrible drudgery. You know, we, we just proved that here. We have a lot of fun together mm-hmm. and we're in the middle of, of fasting. There's joy here in the midst of fasting. Mm.
2: It, then there's even a, a liturgical Sunday for that. And it's called uh, Laetare Sunday.
1: Laetare Sunday.
2: No, Laetare.
1: Oh, Laetare? So,
2: la la Laetare. So, you know, in on, on Advent we have the Gaudete. Yes, it's, and and the priests have to wear pink, rose, rose. Yeah. I'm sorry, rose. Well, on Lent we actually have one of those. It's called Laetare, Laetare Sunday, and it's uh, kind of like the that. same. <laughs> <laughs> Not laudete, laudete is another word. <laughs> this is Latin also, but it is yeah. Laetare Jerusalem, which means re- rejoice over re- Jerusalem. Jerusalem so it's like whatever, like what you said, as like in the midst of this Lent, hey, rejoice because. Uh, what well, you're doing is for for your own good and Jesus is almost going to be uh, uh, risen from the dead I guess
0: mm-hmm. yes. oh. that's, that's, that's a refreshing tough thing too. yeah, yeah. I'd like to, so as we as we end you know just stay joyful that that can be really mm-hmm. hard too stay joyful in your fasting
1: yeah being joyful in all the things we're giving up um or taking on you know be like St. Therese oh my goodness oh yes um you know, she didn't complain. She would. She would just, you know, let things roll right off of her, off her chest. Uh, you know, she, she was one of those people that would would take the little things and and make it into a loving situation, no matter what it was. Um, and she was a joyful person that we can look up to and call on for intercession too. Uh, any saint that you may know or that you feel close to, ask them for their help. Ask them to intercede for you during this Lent uh, Lent journey. Joseph. Um, yep. Yeah. Any any one of them, but um, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today uh, with this second episode, and we um, hope that you've been learning a lot about the season of Lent so far, and um, some ways that c- can help you uh, on this journey that we're all going through at this po- at this moment. So um, we'll go ahead and close in prayer, and um, I'll ask that uh, you take your hat off if you have it on. And we will close in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, again, we thank you for um, revealing to us through these conversations um, just the, the hearts that you want us to have when we come to worship you, but also when we uh, seek you in our fasting, in our, fasting, our prayer, um, to not be prideful in it, but to be humble and to, uh, to really just desire you to desire being closer to you, um, giving all of what we have to you, and hopefully growing closer and drawing closer to you through these experiences that we have. Um, all the sufferings that we endure, Lord, we uh, we unite those to the to the cross of Christ, and we continue to ask for your, your guidance and that uh, you send your spirit to be with us, to renew us, to strengthen us during uh, these final, um, these final uh, couple of weeks of Lent as we head towards Easter. Um. continue to renew us continue to to be with us to uphold us to help us to always trust in you and to finish this race strong and all these things we pray in your holy name amen amen in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen Amen. so goodbye god bless remember to follow us on all the platforms spotify and uh, apple podcasts and we will see you uh during the next episode god bless god bless
0: god bless